0: This is episode 42 of the Running Guy podcast, where I aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes and health professionals from around the world, like in today's episode, where I'm chatting to a Canberra runner who's been running at an extremely high level on the track for over a decade now. He's been through the US college system and has just wrapped up a fortnight of training in the high country that is the annual pilgrimage for Australia's best distance runners. Welcome to the Running Guy podcast, Rory Hunter. Thanks for having me, Aston. No, I've been looking forward to it, mate. So how did it all go up there?
1: Yeah, it went really well um i actually had a had a small surgery at the start of november and kind of been coming back from that and um you know there was a bit of a question mark as to whether i was even able to get up to altitude and i sort of found a little bit of form towards the end of december over christmas got a few sessions together and we were like oh just let's just head up the hill and um even if we can get out you know five five to seven days a week of of singles That'd be great, and if we can do some sessions, that'd be that'd be awesome. And um, yeah, I was able to do that and a bit more, and so yeah, in a really good spot coming off the hill.
0: So. So tell us about the surgery.
1: Um, kind of a weird one. I had an extra extra muscle called an accessory psoas muscle in my right leg, and sort of a little tendon that ran. Down on the side of my Achilles, down attached down at the the calcaneus, and um, yeah, it was just just bothering me for the last sort of eighteen months. Um, last season, I had to take sort of five months of um, sort of uninter- uh, sort of interrupted training, and ended up having yeah, I was just battling with it for, for five months. I had about ten injections into it, and finally got it good for the season last year. But obviously, it was a little bit hampered um, with the preparation. But um, yeah, and then. Had a good season, and then um, as I was coming, coming off my last race over in Europe, it sort of flared up again, and I did the quarantine. That didn't make it any better, so I was like, oh, you know what? Just bite the bullet and get, get the surgery done. Um, so, yeah, they, they basically just snipped the tendon. I uh, had a nice little five-centimeter scar down, at my, um, down near the Achilles, but um, no, it's been pretty pretty quick recovery, still a little bit of swelling and whatnot, and I've got to be a bit careful, but I'm pretty happy with it so far.
0: Okay. So that's something you've had since birth then?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. apparently. And how <laughs> how far into of, your
0: running career did you even know it was there?
1: Yeah, well, good question. So I was sort of, um, I saw Craig Purdom for a different issue a couple of years ago, and he was like, oh, you got an accessory slay, And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and um yeah. And I only sort of had issues with it. Maybe it sort of causes some some issues prior to other structures around it. But yeah, I only really realised I had trouble with it for the last few years.
0: Okay. And do you know of anyone else who's got these?
1: Uh, yeah, a few other other runners I know have had it in the past. Um, and yeah, sometimes it it goes unnoticed and Mm. has no troubles, but. I think it's more like because it's not supposed to be there, a bit, bit of extra compression in the area. And the surgeon actually said it was, um, he only really sees it mainly issues in um, middle distance runners, so it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you think having something there as an extra would be an advantage, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe it
1: was early on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Accessory muscle, that sounds awesome, especially around the tendons and Achilles and that, but yeah, obviously yeah, not. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So a fair bit of rehab after surgery then before you head up the mountain or...? yeah yeah yep yeah.
1: uh fair bit of rehab mm. um what, water running I mean, like
0: alter g yeah, or just that sort of thing yeah, or yeah both of those um
1: alter yeah. g a lot of bike a lot of pool um so i wasn't obviously wasn't allowed to get in um the pool for a, a few weeks with the um the stitches but yeah no nah, i've just been trying to trying to stay fit i was able to sort of start the running up reasonably quickly so
0: okay and that was so done here in canberra the surgery ah uh, sydney sydney okay
1: yeah yeah because i actually try to try to get an opinion from a, a local surgeon he was like look mate I, i've never seen this before
0: all right yeah I'll don't like, get with like, him.
1: <laughs> let me chat to a guy in sydney and like, yeah I'll, I'll go to the sydney
0: route. <laughs> yeah definitely good call all right so so you're pretty happy with the way the, the body absorbed the training up there then
1: yeah really happy yeah. i sort of um really surprised myself as to how quickly because we we did a fair bit of um altitude training yep. last year yep. um, probably we were up there for three or four months over, over you know six month period yep. Yep. just with perisher and then we went to uh, font low in France um, in Europe and so yeah sort of sort of adapted pretty quickly this time I actually i sort of had I've had a lot of iron issues in the past as well
0: mm.
1: and um, when you're at altitude obviously you need a high
0: amount of iron demand
1: yep. um, mm. so um i sort of got on top of that i think this year yeah. a lot better
0: is that popping tablets yeah. or injections
1: um so yeah the last year i actually had probably three or four um infusions iron infusion because i just couldn't couldn't handle the iron supplement yeah. um yeah. and so now i actually found a, a really good um iron a liquid iron supplement and chatted with a dietitian and sort of got some strategies around um iron um and when to take it and what with and that sort of thing and it seems yeah. to have really helped and i haven't had to have an infusion yet this year
0: so yeah is that just through the stresses of running or do you you don't eat red meat or
1: no no my diet's pretty pretty good there yeah. i uh, eat red meat and that sort of thing um i think it's yeah just just so running not don't yeah. don't absorb it too well yeah. um had a few issues with timing of carbohydrates that sort of thing it seems so okay. um got on on top of that i think and it's it's um paying off
0: so i guess you just have to go and get tested what every three months or six weeks to make sure you're on top of it or yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, that's it i I can tend to usually tell um within a few days or so whether i'm low and so flat yeah generally yeah yeah, but stay on top of it
0: yeah looks like a good group of guys up there this year and girls
1: yeah really good um yeah we've had um had probably 20 to 30 people up there yeah. all, with different groups um yep, yep. so it was really cool having um you know there was a study up there going
0: okay
1: i think they're still up there at the moment um and then yeah the telford guys and girls and um pillow squad was up there as well so yeah it's a really good atmosphere actually um you know we, we jumped into from some sessions together and um it was cool to see some of those younger guys feeding off us and yeah yeah definitely to chat with them so that no, yeah. was good
0: yeah weather was kind
1: yeah not too bad um uh, a few days where it was um it was a bit rainy but it wasn't wasn't raining all day so you could sort of mm. time, it, time it well so
0: it was yeah. kind of humid up
1: there actually this year
0: and the study quite... was that like an AO study on altitude or was it something else
1: yeah. yeah yeah i think they're looking at um effects of pomegranate juice on um, endurance
0: performance oh there you go i haven't caught but, up with the pomegranate it's... scoop yeah i thought we were yeah. still on the uh beetroot juice but we moved on have we <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so i'm not sure um how it's how it's going but i think it's some promising results there.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah there you go all right i'm just sort of um looking over your career here like i said you've sort of been doing it um for a fair while now Well, let, let's actually start hmm. off with when you started running
1: I guess I started running just um, in primary school and high school. Through high school, I probably t- took it a bit more serious. Um, had did some you really grow up big...
0: in Canberra? Or?
1: No, I um, originally born in Western Australia and then um, moved to Cairns and did uh, my high school years there.
0: Okay.
1: Far North Queensland, um, and then yeah, moved to, to Brisbane and did some uni there, and then headed over to the states from there. Yeah.
0: Okay. But
1: yeah. I guess um yeah just just like most aussie kids just um did the school system and had um had some really good supportive coaches and they encouraged me to keep doing it and i guess um mid mid high school i sort of started focusing on it dropped a few of my other sports afl and basketball
0: okay you must have a bit of height
1: then ah six one ish
0: interesting with obviously the the weather the humidity and just the tropical weather up there do you find that you still perform well in those conditions even though it's been a while since you've been up there
1: yeah no every time i go back i sort of i tend to um tend to adapt quick uh, better than most like i remember I did a 10k up in townsville a couple of years ago and um yeah even though it was sort of june july it's still pretty pretty warm and humid year round up there uh, still pretty around pretty well like around i think 29 45 and broke craig Mottram's record for the 10k and so i must still carry carry some of those heat heat benefits and adaptations
0: yeah yeah awesome let's talk about the little uh jump over to uh to the u.s college system what, what years were that and how did that all come about
1: um, yeah, so I headed over there in 2012 um, yeah. and sort of spent, I think I spent five years over there actually, because um, I did the three and a half years of scholarship and then stayed on with my coach over there actually for a year and a bit. And
0: that was Indiana, was it?
1: Indiana, yeah. And um, yeah, sort of um, coming out of high school, I wanted, my goal was to qualify for the World Juniors um, in the 800 and I. I was really close to qualifying for that. I, I won the nationals that year and ran 150.8, I think. And um, the IAAF standard was 151 flat. But unfortunately, AA um, set their standards a bit bit faster and I was just outside of that. And so, yeah, I was pretty disappointed I wasn't picked for that. And I sort of was looking to my next goal and was, was thinking, you know, where to from here? And my my coach in high school actually went to Idaho State and he sort of hyped up the whole system over there and um, encouraged me to maybe look into it and a few few Aussies were already over there I think some of the Villanova guys I think Jordy Williams and Sam McKenty were over there and running pretty well and so it it was pretty exciting so prospect and um, emailed around and ended up at Indiana and yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome experience. Don't really have any regrets over there. I got a few injuries along the way and end up having surgery towards the end. Um, but I had some some really good good years and um, took away some really good experience racing experience coming away from there.
0: Yep, yep. And that was what eight and fifteen hundred.
1: Yeah, mainly. Yeah. So I guess um, when you're on the team, they sort of as a miler, you sort of. Um, get thrown into everything from 800 I think around a few 600s as well (laughs) um 600 through to 10k cross country so
0: yeah okay
1: yeah we were racing a lot um some of some of those indoor racing and training probably probably hurt the body a bit and sort of contributed to some of the achilles injuries I had um but no I definitely took away some really good experience from from that over there and they were really really good to me ncaas yeah yeah i went to a few of those i think my my highest finish was i think the third place in the the distance medley relay indoors which is really good fun um and then i think i was top 10 outdoors um in 2014 in the 1500 and then unfortunately after that i sort of had those achilles problems and wasn't wasn't quite quite at my
0: best what were you studying over there
1: uh, I did uh, exercise science.
0: Okay, yeah. yep. And you're exercise. continuing on with that or?
1: Yeah, so I, I used that to, because um, I wanted to study physio when I got back to Australia. And so used that to, to get into the master's program here in Canberra. And that's sort of what brought me partly to Canberra was to study physio.
0: The training sort of over there is a little bit, I mean, you can tell me it's slightly different to the way we train over here. Are there sort of any sort of training mm-hmm. principles that you learnt over there that you still continue and implement into your training today or?
1: yeah definitely i mean it, it, like you said it is a different sort of system they they tend to work on two key sessions a week tuesday friday less of the um you know, they probably tend to to go towards more of the track stuff probably you know some of some of the stuff that i learned over there definitely carry over over here and keep up some of the, that more quality stuff some of the drills and um just just how to sort of train as well at a higher level that was probably the the highest um well probably the the first time i trained at a higher level was over there and sort of learned a lot of lessons and so you tend to to carry some of those lessons over into even though it's a different program definitely tend to carry some of those lessons over for sure
0: and you mentioned you you came to canberra half for doing the masters the other half would that be to train with dick
1: yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so i'd never i'd never actually met dick before coming over and um I just thought I was looking at different groups back in Australia and I didn't really want to come to a, a big city like Sydney or Melbourne. I, I wanted to, because over in the US, I was sort of in a small town and I really liked the trails and I think it's really good for injury prevention and um, getting strong around the hills and that sort of thing. And yep. um, Yeah, Canberra looked like a really good place to train, really good trails and um, I sort of did a bit of research on what Dick's sort of, Training was like and really liked that. Had some similarities to my coaching in the US as well. Um, and so, yeah, it ended up being a really good fit and um, really good guys over here as well to train with. They were very welcoming to me. So, what year was that? Uh, come over in 2017, I think it was.
0: Okay. Yeah, midway 2017. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Team Telford, they call it. So, then we've got Joe got Edwards there, <laughs> obviously. Do a lot of yep. running with him. Aaron Parker it's um it's a pretty good squad isn't
1: it oh absolutely yeah we've got a lot a lot of talent from you know 800 guys all the way through to the marathon so
0: yeah yeah money potten she had a good run at at melbourne yeah yeah so i mean obviously dick's Dick's a legend i've I've, um, had the pleasure of speaking to him on this show and uh he's a great man to talk to and he's done so much uh for distance running um including other sports it's it's actually Mm. quite an interesting little uh, life story that one what do you sort of feel that Dick sort of brings to the table, like ingredients-wise, that uh, helps drive drive that performance? He just seems to have mm. have a pretty good success rate.
1: Yeah, I think there's there, there's obviously a lot of things that Dick does really well, and obviously his um, credentials speak for themselves. But I think yeah, some of the some of the really good things that I suppose stand out for me is his ability to to read his athletes, as to what we need um, throughout the season and just week to week. Like he's always searching for for different things, um, different stimulus that we kind of maybe are lacking a little bit. Or it's it's a very dynamic program. You sort of um, never doing the same thing week to week. And, you know, always he always likes a lot of variety, whether it be on the hills, on the grass, on the track. Um, he always incorporates... You know all those different elements, and because he's got a physiology background, there's always a reason and there's always a why behind things, and that's what I really like about yeah. um, Dick. And you know, as a science guy, I sort of always like to know the why behind things. Yeah. And we get along really well. He's very open to discussions as well, um, and and really values the athlete's input. And I think that's that's really valuable as an athlete to to have your voice heard and um have have a bit of input um and so especially as a, as a bit of a you know more experienced athlete uh, i sort of know what what works for me and um and it's saying that he also knows when you know i think um knows what i what i need and sometimes puts the hard word on um when i think you you know you're mentally getting in the way yourself sometimes yeah so yeah those those are probably the things that,
0: that stand out to me we're very lucky to have Stromlo Park down there, haven't we, with that?
1: Oh, yeah, Awesome, absolutely. grass
0: track, and like you said, like I spent a lot yeah. of time running those trails around there. I, I can't think of a better place to run.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think um, I've heard a few people say that, you know, I, I think Canberra's probably one of the best places in the world to train. Yeah. Uh, and that's no exaggeration, like, especially because you got the perisher which is ideal altitude within two and a half hours of camera, which is pretty unheard of, uh, pretty great weather year round for running, great trails, great sports medicine. So I think the environment that we're in is also a huge factor in our success.
0: Back to the college system, there' was a lot of indoor events there at at Bloomington. Is that part of part of the university? Or is-
1: yeah, so that was um, yeah, that was the town that I was living in Bloomington. Okay. In, uh, yeah, yeah,, yeah. 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 so that's where the uni, uni is yeah
0: yeah and is there a certain type of time of the year on the calendar that you're running indoors compared to outdoors or is there a schedule there
1: yeah so we usually so we usually run cross country in the fall which is like autumn yeah um so that's usually I don't know or so, yeah generally around august through to say november is nationals i think for cross and then you go you transition into indoors around december through to through to sort of February March. So that's their winter. So, yeah. you know, obviously you can't really run outdoors too too bloody cold there. Yeah. Does
0: it I don't um, Indiana would it, it wouldn't snow there, would it? Yeah, it
1: does, it does? snow there. Okay. It does get pretty pretty chilly there. Hot summers sort of you get all the extremes there, so you get pretty cold winters. I think it gets down to sort of minus minus ten or so in the winter, so pretty chilly and then yeah you can get up to thirty ish degrees in the summer. So yeah.
0: Not too dissimilar to Canberra.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little, little maybe
0: much. a little bit colder. Yeah,
1: a little bit colder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's let's go to um, your time overseas. Uh, I was looking at your times here. You know, you're over there. I've got some results here, June, July. So tell me what that was all about, and then we'll we'll talk about those races.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, headed over to Europe to try qualify for the Olympics. That was the main goal this year. Didn't quite achieve that, but um, yeah, I actually. I ran, I think, four or five times under my previous PB, which is which was great. Um, had some really good, consistent results. Um, didn't quite. I think I sh- I was pretty due for for something around that 334, 335. It was it was definitely there, but you know sometimes you just can't can't get it out. You don't have the right race right situation or mm. um, things don't go quite to plan. But yeah, I was I was pretty happy with how. The season unfolded given given the the preparation that i had um with the accessories and so i think you know i didn't start proper training until the end of january and had a, a really solid sort of five or six months there where i was really consistent and uh had some pretty good results
0: yeah i see uh 9th of june in france you've ran your um 1500 meter pb just shy, yeah. I guess. they are running, trying to hit that 335 qualifier. You ran 336.42. Still, I was having a look at uh, at the history. There's 23rd fastest by an Australian. One more second faster, mate, and you'll uh, leapfrog Luke Matthews and uh, Herb <laughs> Elliott's time. <laughs> yeah, he ran in the 1960 right Olympics. Up. But
1: uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So 336.42. So um, yeah, a bloody good run. So, so what were your other times?
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um... Yeah, so I think I ran a 3.36 in 3.36.8 in Nice um, a week before that. Obviously the 3.37 low at nationals finished third a few months prior to that. I think I, I ran a couple of 3.38s, one in Box Hill, one in in the piss and rain in Luzerne, which was the last day for qualifying. Unfortunately, it was terrible weather there. Okay.
0: So where did you guys 337? base yourself over there during this time?
1: Um, yeah, so we were at um. Mainly at Font Rameau for most of it um, in the Pyrenees in France um, at altitude. So Dick's pretty big on the altitude stimulus, and and as a you know well classed fifteen hundred runner, you sort of most of the guys in that top list spend some time, if not a lot of time at altitude and i think it's a real real advantage for you, it's kind of a necessity now that you spend time at altitude um yep. and so yeah so we were based there and sort of came up and down for races um i think next year we learned a lot of lessons you know from that and i think next year we'll probably definitely still go to altitude but we probably won't try to race up and down off the hill We'll probably just get a good block in and then try to race for a few weeks off um, sea level.
0: Okay.
1: Because yep. it does make you a bit, bit tired because you're training at obviously pretty high.
0: So four weeks after that uh, that run in France, you're 1500, you're in a one mile in, uh, in Gateshead in the UK there. 13th of yep. July, you're in a 357.39. Not bad to get to yeah. sub four, mate.
1: Yeah, that was that was good to get get another sub four on the I was hoping for a, for a little bit quicker, but um, mm. good to go sub four there. But yeah, it was um, a small PV I think. And um, mm. yeah, I think I, I'd love to get that mile down to sort of a bit closer to Jai's. Jai's 3:49, but uh, yeah, given the 1500 3:36, um, I should be able to
0: be at yeah. least. 354 ish. Yeah, well, there's there's 76 Aussies that have been under the four I see there, and you're sitting at 36, mate.
1: Yeah, uh, nice. <laughs> it's
0: uh, yeah, Jai sitting in in second there, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Stuart, Stuart Jai,
0: and then uh, and then Mottram. And they yeah, they're, all those runs. It's at, at this meet at uh at Oslo there. They've yeah, all, they yeah. All ran quick there. It seems I mean Motram ran there his mile there in 2005. And then yep. Sturie and Joy, sixteen years later.
1: Yep, the Dream Mile.
0: Yeah, so go to Oslo, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, need to get in. Let, let's head back a few years. I was looking at your five thousand meters there, at, uh answer this question for me because it always—I mean, Palo Alto. You look at on on the maps there. It's pretty much. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it part of the actual Stanford University grounds, or is it actually separate?
1: Yeah, no, that is Stanford's. It is. Uh, yeah, track.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, obviously, um. You know, it's, it's a big meet and uh, and clearly um, you went there 14, 15 and 16, but in 16 you ran that uh, 13.50 with the other previous years you're running a 13.55. So so mm. that's obviously a, a good meet for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had some some good runs there. I think my college coach, you know, we, we were focusing on more than 1500 back then and he would tell, tell me because it's usually at the start of the season, that one, and he'd say, you know, Rory, you, you you only you have to run one 5 a year, um, but I want you to, to break 14 minutes, <laughs> and so that was that go. was sort of ideal. deal. And yeah. if um, if I broke 14, I didn't have to do any, any more. In the oh, season,
0: so. a bit of accountability. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He knows yeah. what carrot to dangle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so that, yeah, that was. Some, yeah. Some good. No, it pops back. up a lot. You know, when you look at runners' profiles, obviously Benny Saints pick up the Aussie record there in 11, 2011. Mm. Uh, Liam Adams PB's there that he ran in 2012.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good track. Like you usually get yep. really good weather and yep. quick track, and all all good runners go there usually. So, yep. so yeah, so you've
0: got to be you have to get an invite if you're an international runner. You have to get an invite to get over there. Or
1: yeah, kind of. So I think it's it's generally geared towards college kids, yep. And, yep. They, and they sort of have um, different seeded races and okay. so yeah I, think I was sort of in the, the third race maybe yeah. and then they just get quicker and quicker yeah no, it's a pretty pretty cool race
0: so let's talk about what's coming up what sort of distances are you focusing on and are you thinking of Com games and world champs in in oregon or what's the plan from here obviously you're just still on the rebuild from from surgery yeah You've obviously just done a big block up at altitude which is fantastic but what, what's coming up this year on the calendar
1: yeah, so, yeah, definitely Com games and Worlds is on the radar. Um, Australia's obviously got some phenomenal milers yeah. at
0: the moment. so It's a tough time, isn't it, trying hit to get one tough. of those singlets?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. So um, I guess, you know, you, you can't um, – nothing's guaranteed, and obviously anything can happen. Guys get injured, you know. I, I hopefully have that breakthrough and hit one of those times. And, and if you're in the mix um, – do well at nationals, then then why not? Um, So, yeah, that's that's definitely the the ultimate goal is to get onto one of those teams, if not both. Um, But, yeah, obviously focus on the 1500 again this season. I'll probably kick off the season with a a 3K hopefully in March um, at the Sydney Track Classic. Um, Hopefully get that 3K time down a little bit. It's um, due for a refresh. And then, yeah, I think the, the plan will be maybe do a, a little 1,500 tune-up before nationals and then, yeah, internationals and then head overseas. I think we're, we're planning on going to the U.S. this time early on in the season and try to try to hit a
0: time. Yep, so the A qualifies, what, 335 even? Yeah. So that's, that's for the Worlds and, and comms. Yeah. Can you get in with, with a slower time than that, like is like a b qualifier or nah, that's, no that's
1: that's kind of the cutoff you, you kind of have to yeah, get right. that standard um and especially like obviously there's you know three or four guys already under that yeah. and also running quicker than 333 yeah. so yeah it's tough but um
0: is it possible get... to do both worlds and comms with that shorter um, distance or
1: no one's no one's really given an answer to that yeah but i i think there is sort of whispers that you you probably can double because you know 1500s don't take too much out of you
0: yeah
1: so i've just got to you know roll with it and try to try to run as quick as i can and get myself in the mix and Mm. like i said you know anything can happen people can get injured
0: and you, you need yeah. to send some emails out to these guys and say, hey, come on, guys, let's share it. You know, two can go to yeah, Colms exactly. and two can go to Worlds, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. It'll push them out into different events.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess you wouldn't know which, which guys are going to target that at this stage.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know yeah. at the moment. Um, but, yeah, just focus on on myself and try to get as fit as possible.
0: Yeah, so when's, um, when's Nationals? uh end of end of march early april i think yeah. the 1500 this year yeah a bit earlier and you'd head and you said you had over, over the states earlier when would that be uh
1: probably around may yeah okay. so I, yeah. Think, I think um there's a there's a big race in brisbane after nationals
0: okay that
1: we'll probably try to target as well um hmm. try to run something quick there and then yeah usually um we'll try to get back up to perisher for a little bit or um, head over to altitude in the US yeah. or a bit of both there, just to to recharge a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I see the com games window closes 12th of June. Um, I'm not too sure when Worlds is, but obviously be pretty close to that one as well.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, 26th of June.
0: Okay. Yeah. If you could yeah. um, had the pick of two, is there either one you'd prefer? Would you go Worlds over Comm's or?
1: Uh, Probably the world is, is slightly more prestigious yeah. just because you got the you know, all the countries, yeah. but, you know, there's obviously a, a soft spot in, in the Commonwealth Games as well yeah. um, coming yeah. from Australia, yeah. so, I mean, I wouldn't be picky, but
0: yeah, yeah. yeah probably,
1: probably if I had to choose a few worlds.
0: Have you run on that track at Oregon before?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. a couple of times. Um, since the new stadium? Ah, uh, no, no, I okay. haven't been there since then, so, yeah, it
0: looked pretty awesome it's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah. now i see you and joy recently picked up um a bit of a deal with Adidas. tell us about that congratulations by the way
1: yeah thanks very much yeah really excited about that um four-year deal if, we, if we're running well yep And so yeah we um we hooked up with uh james templeton over in europe this year and um gelled really well with him he's been a great support and um Really helped us out already um, over the last six months or so, and managed to, to get us that deal, um, sort of a, sort of a group deal with Jai and I. Yeah, super excited about what's to come from that. You know, the last few years it's it's pretty tough um, with with limited support in the sport, yeah. and so to so to get some financial support and yeah. and uh, uh, gear support is huge, um, yeah. and it'll hopefully go a long way to helping us run quicker times this season um yep. and so yeah yeah super pumped about that
0: yeah that's good and you got some sort of like uh marketing or race obligations to go along with that contract or yeah
1: yep yeah, definitely um yeah so they sort of expect you to, to race overseas and um obviously promote promote their gear and um, social media obligations that sort of thing um so yeah gotta gotta be a bit more active on the socials um than i'm pretty, um both of them Previously, so, yeah, yeah, um, got to try to try to get a photographer out at training it here and there.
0: <laughs> yeah, all well, my camera lenses these days on mobile phones aren't too bad, so that's yeah.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, we've unfortunately we had um, a young guy Flynn
0: up at um, Perisher. He had the
1: nice camera or most of our sessions, so we're able to throw a few photos up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw some on the gram. No, mate, tell us about your um. You know your strength and conditioning program like normally like at the moment it would obviously t- be taking a bit of a priority but how do you sort of fit that in during your week and has that always been within mm. your normal training program or is it something you're putting a bit more focus on now
1: yeah i've always sort of incorporated strength work and i think it's really important especially as a middle distance runner to help with um just some of that speed and power and, and also injury prevention as well and so yeah, sort of. We've we've been better about it this year just because I think we've a had a bit more time given given some of the injuries. But yeah, like I think um, yeah we we sort of we we pepper it in twice to three times a week. I think it also you also got to be careful as well, um, especially when you're training hard to not overdo the strength work and be careful with the legs. Um, but definitely think it it can add to your program and, and like I said, injury prevention and, and help with a bit of that speed and power Mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always, I'm always learning different, different exercises. I'm a, I'm a, obviously a qualified physio as well. And so, um, forever learning different stuff and, um, I love, I love trying different stuff in the gym, but yeah, try to, try to get in and out of the gym within sort of 45 minutes don't overdo it and um i definitely think it can help help yeah. with the running if you don't if you don't overdo things
0: yeah obviously it's it's balancing between um i tend to like moving towards more flexibility mobility type yeah. work now yeah. rather than you know loading up and doing squats that type of thing yeah so i like you said you gotta you can't sort of burn burn the counter from both ends can you you got to and you never really know where that is. It, it, yeah. I always you know, imagine just about standing a scanner every morning, and it just gives you this full rundown of you know the conditioning yeah. of your body and your immune system. That and because you know, be nice. every now and then you just get a kick up the butt, you think everything's going right. Now I can handle this uh, gym session the next day. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. that's why it's it's yeah. it's it's easy for us to drop it really quickly and go. No, I'm probably better off saving the legs for tomorrow's session, but.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, no, I mean that
0: balance. So that's why I guess maybe, maybe it's my easy way out of just going. I'll just grab some <laughs> Tarot band and some hand weights and do some strength and mobility through uh, through that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah. No, I think if you you can't go too wrong with um, keeping the weight sort of reasonably heavy, but keeping the, the reps really low.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like you know a lot of a lot of runners run into the trap of thinking, oh, I just need to do you know lighter weights and more reps and yeah more uh, endurance actually, yeah, sets
0: yeah. yeah yeah and actually yeah. the
1: evidence evidence shows that you know you get that sort of stuff you know the endurance in the muscles from the from the actual running so yeah yep. um you're better off and and you'll actually come out feeling better um, if you keep the the reps low and the weight sort of generally pretty like comfortable but, but yeah high, higher, yep. so.
0: Yeah, you certainly have to hit the gym to do that. I mean I've got stuff at home, but I um yeah I mean to to lift heavy, yeah, you pretty much need a need a squat rack or a smith rack or, you know, smith That's press true. or yeah. some help. Yeah, good, yeah. Good kettlebells or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'd much prefer to be running up hills than um than doing endurance That's true. sets in the gym <laughs> for sure.
1: But um yeah, I suppose for injury prevention it's pretty important, especially yep. if you got a few niggles. Um yep. keeping on top of that stuff is yep. pretty paramount.
0: What about uh, stepping up in the future? You have any sort of ambitions to hit the road and, and try the uh, the halves of the fulls or
1: Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, I think um, over the, the coming few years I'll probably stick to the middle distance. yeah, um, yeah I've had pretty good success over um, 5 and 10 with with limited exposure to it. Yeah. I think at, at, you know, Dick's training you can run well over anything from 8 800 through to marathon his program doesn't really change a whole lot and so yeah if um you know if if i'm healthy and um have the motivation for it i think for sure i think i could see myself doing maybe some 5ks and then moving up to to halves and marathons if, if the body allows
0: i remember Rhys edwards saying when he when he was here training with dick dick believes in just being 10k fit because that way Mm. when you're really 10k fit then all you have to do is adjust your training to, to drop it down to a shorter distance or just to head up to the to the longer distance but if you're 10k fit it yeah. means you're pretty much covering all bases
1: yeah absolutely yeah. i mean that that's sort of his is one of his cornerstones of his um program is is getting that 10k fitness really high and yeah. then just yeah touching on the other stuff whether whether it be if you're a, a miler you sort of you know add in a bit more the the faster stuff here and there at the end of the session or on your monday and wednesdays do some faster strides or a bit more gym or whatever whereas the you know the marathon guys um they'll do the high mileage and the the longer runs but generally the sessions are all pretty similar so really yeah we do a lot around that 10k pace and yeah i think yeah it gets you gets you extremely fit and um yeah you, you feel like you can run Really well over anything from the 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 800 through the marathon, really. Um, And and you kind of see that with the best the best um, marathoners in the world. That they're actually really quick guys. You know, Kipchoge obviously. I don't know if he could run 3:33 anymore, but you know he's got that base speed and quality behind him. And you know, obviously he's running 2:55s or faster on the marathon. It's it's not slow, so. I think you can't go wrong wrong with, you know, running around that ten K pace.
0: Do you ever um take the shoes off and run a bit of barefoot around that grass track or?
1: Yeah, I do actually. I, I, I like a few barefoot strides.
0: It feels nice, what, doesn't but... it?
1: Yeah, I agree, yeah. No, it's um I, I do like the barefoot running. You gotta be careful with it. But um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, throwing a few strides in the barefoot's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's very lucky down there. I think they're gonna um Someone's going to say, saying they're going to redevelop that crit track they got down there. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard talks about that. Turning Hopefully, two and a half k's or something. I don't think that touched touch the. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. Oh, they'd be <laughs> they'd be held up but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely might definitely, but uh, yeah. Well,
1: no. I think they, uh, they got to get rid of some of those kangaroos down there, though, I think. Because... Oh, it's
0: carnage sometimes, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it funny that they actually, you know, you're probably down there doing early morning sessions. I'm, sometimes I'm the first one down there and uh, yeah, they, they get to know you and they just lay there. And sometimes you actually just yeah. got to bounce around them, you know what
1: I mean? They're super tame, aren't they? Like I was like, doing uh, a session of 2K yeah. reps down there the other day. I was sort of going down the, the hill on the 1K loop and um, there was two rows, like sort of s- smaller ones, and, and I split them up. And one of them got a bit startled, and he, and he sort of went me and tried to try to fight me. Oh, really? Wow. after me, yeah, for a few hops. And yeah, okay. looked back, and I was like,
0: geez. Probably got a fright. Yeah, I haven't really had any of them come towards me. They just sort of look at me and scratch their chest and move on. Yeah. I, I love it when I see them up, and they're boxing each other. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's pretty
1: funny. It <laughs> is.
0: And then sometimes they just look at you, and they just continue on. And, hey, fellas, how are you going? <laughs> no, it, it is a good environment down there. No, it's great. We love it. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, mate, that's a wrap. Look, thanks heaps for your time.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. All the best
0: with your racing now and in the future. Really appreciate it. Stay healthy, mate. Keep believing anything's possible.
1: Thank you so much. Cheers for your time.
0: All right, cheers, Rory. Thanks, mate.
1: Thanks, mate.